Alright, so with wanting to do a kickoff party, I was hoping to be outside tonight. I was hoping to do some water games, have more people here. But then with sickness and family things, we have what we have. But I'm still excited to be here, even in the rain, um, on the way here. And when we hit what, Noah's Ark downpour for about two minutes of the drive, like I thought I was going to have to pull over. But for the last week or so, week and a half, I've been thinking back about youth group for the last little bit. I thought about the backyard Bible study we did this summer, the time that we spent in the book of Titus. Um, I enjoyed the book of Titus. I think it's a great foundational book for knowing what the Christian life is supposed to look like in the church, all that stuff. I enjoyed watching you guys talk and play games together and the kids lead different things. But here we are, it's fall 2022, kick it off another year. So I just want to give an update of what I'm looking at for youth group this year and then challenge you guys with something. Um, Wednesday nights, I'm really excited to be back in Bible study on Wednesday nights. Um, so 1 Corinthians, we're going to be there for a while. Um, quite a few chapters in 1 Corinthians. We're just now in chapter 3. But we're going to be there for a while. That's a good reminder looking at the prodigal church. Because um, we're in a country where people think, well, as long as you go to church, you're okay. But First Corinthians church was not okay. They had a lot of issues. Good reminder for us to be there to see that kind of thing. And I want to focus more on prayer this year than what we have in the past. Um, a prayer focus. We started that last week with the church in America, with MFC. Um, I'm going to have a prayer focus for you every week. I have them written down through like October. Um, I didn't even pick the one for when Amanda teaches. So I have them written down different things, whether it be the churches, whether it be the youth group leaders, missions, things like that. Just for us to focus on different places, different ministries each week. Sunday night, look at the book of Acts, flying over at 10,000 feet. One chapter a week and just trying to move through it quickly. Um, I'm just looking at the movement of the early church. When we do get done with Acts, we're going to the Old Testament. Um, any ideas on books in the Old Testament you guys want to fly over? Not going to great detail to? Let me know. Um, we're going to have group prayer. Like I said, we're going to focus on praying for the emphasis of the week, praying for each other, praying over the nightly request. Um, I think it's a good habit for us to get used to praying for each other. Um, I want to continue worshiping the music with the praise band. And here's the tough part. I don't like to sing. Um, can't sing too well. I know other people feel like that. So it's tough. But we also kind of need to remember that we need to be listening to the words that we're singing. And also realize that if there's a praise song, we're actually singing them to God. And not the people around us. So we need to make sure we're willing to do it to praise Him. Games. Different games. And what I would like is I would like to have nothing to do with games. I would like a leader and a team to take over games and figure out what they want to do each week. And with that, be focused on having fun and not just winning. Um, I did hear this week, I was at my RBM training, they were talking about how when we play games with kids, kids get mad now because they don't win. You have to remember, it's about having fun, to which somebody said they've never had any fun losing. But it really is. Catchphrase, did it matter that Team 2 destroyed you guys even though you guys had more people? Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. I know. <laughs> Dax and I are going to have therapy sessions this week because of it. But it's just for fun to do that kind of stuff. We have activities we're going to do. This is something I want to talk about with you guys a little bit. Um, 
September, we did the concert already. We want to do a corn maze next month. Seems like the last few years we tried to do a corn maze. It got canceled, weather, weather, COVID, priced out of the thing. So in October, we want to try to find a date for a corn maze. November, a Thanksgiving dinner with you guys. Sunday night, we'll just have Thanksgiving dinner. Might not be the whole spread of lasagna and pizza like most people do for Thanksgiving. Is that what you guys do, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you leprechauns like that kind of stuff. December, we didn't really have anything, but I could come Christmas caroling. Um, there's some nursing homes, some older people in the church that would really appreciate us coming out and doing Christmas caroling. January, we don't have anything. February, they can probably winter jam again, depending on who they have. Um, March, I have state tree. Then the rest of the year, I have nothing. So one thing I want to do is brainstorm with you guys about what we can do. So we'll do that stuff. We'll do service projects. Projects for those in the church. Um, a couple weeks ago, we went and cleaned out gutters. It was back-breaking work. We were there a good 10 minutes, 15 maybe. Um, turned out there's two spots and like two gutters that were dirty. But the Valentines, they do have some more work for us to do. They need some siding moved, some wood stacked. And she wants to know when we can do the siding, so we'll figure that out. Um, there's ways to volunteer in the church. Some of you guys do it. Sound, video. How many of you guys had fun volunteering at BBS this year? Um, nursery. Some of you guys are always with that, but we can serve those ways. Missions, weekly giving. Who are you going to give to this year? Once again, I think it's a good habit for us to get into. That way we can do that. We're going to do the CBC, one of our other missionaries, a different thing. Going. We could go on a missions trip. Um, our plan as a church right now is every other year. Guess what? We didn't go last summer, so this summer would be missions. We have a meeting coming up. As soon as I get permission from the board to have a meeting, we have a meeting coming up to figure out if we're going, where we're going. Stuff like that. Next summer, I think we'll do backyard Bible study again. Do you guys like gathering at the different houses? Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of neat. Even if we don't do very keys with their piano, you're still okay? Okay. Um, one thing this winter, um, Pibbles have already invited us out to go sledding and or ice skating and or falling through the ice. Um, whatever it may be. I'm going to do the swing. <laughs> the swing? <laughs> you're going to get the swing this time. Yeah. But I, I liked it. You know, the eating together, the praying together, the studying, the word together. That's Acts 2.42 right there. That's the early church. That's what they did. They went to houses. They gathered. They ate. They prayed. And they studied together. Um, except the missions trip. Time to travel together. Um, I saw the connection that the group makes on the missions trip. Um, like we found out Landon could sing all the way back from basically Nashville, he's saying. Um, stuff like that. So my question is, why do we do this as a youth group? Why would we want to do these things? Why would I look at the schedule and try to figure these things out? I'm glad you asked. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 6, if you're not already there. I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three presidents, of whom Daniel was one, to whom the satraps were given account, so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents and satraps because of the excellent spirit that what was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the presidents and the satraps sought to find a good ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. 
but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. And then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these presidents and satraps became in agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the presidents and the kingdoms and the prefects and the satraps and the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction. That whoever makes any portion of any god or man for thirty days except you, O God, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish this injunction and sign the document so it might not be changed according to the law of Moses and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, the king Darius signed the document and an injunction. When Daniel knew the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had his windows in his upper house chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day, and he gave thanks before his God as he has done previously. Then those men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. So, I want to talk about Daniel for just a few minutes. Daniel's living in a land that is not his home. Um, you guys ever gone on vacation before? Is it kind of nice to be somewhere where people who are not your home and people don't know you, you can kind of do what you want, and people don't know any better, they can't say, well, guess what I saw Izzy doing? Kind of nice, but that's not the situation he's in. He's not on vacation. He's been captured. Daniel 1 starts out with a story of him and his friends. They're captured, they're taken, they're put in the king's service. And they're living in a new land where they're being taught new things, new cultures, new religions. So it's not really an easy time for Daniel. But what does Daniel do in this new land? He thrives in it because of his faith in God. Um, in Daniel 1, he puts his faith in God to not defile himself, and he becomes, and the other guys become 10 times better than everybody else. So we see that. And because of this, Daniel had a position of influence. He was one of the presidents over the kingdoms. One of the governors is what another translation says. Pretty cool, he's been taken to a new land. He already has this. Had been promoted time and time again, looked upon highly by the king, ready to be promoted again. And people get jealous. Have you guys ever been jealous before? Mm -hmm. um, what do we do when we get jealous of somebody? We find a reason or a way to tear them down or make ourselves feel better about what they have, right? So they looked at Daniel and they single him out. What can we do? How can we get Daniel in trouble? Let's examine his life. What did they find when they looked at the life of Daniel? Anything they can take to the king or take to CNN or Fox News to get it put out there? They could find no ground. No ground. In fact, the one thing they did find was he prays to his God like he's supposed to. Um, I texted Michaela's parents and told them to send me a list of everything Michaela did wrong. The phone's been going off for the last two hours. I mean, what would it look like if somebody did that in our lives? Would it be the only thing we do wrong is that we pray too much? I wish. Um, at my training, we listened to a message. Do you guys know what a CD is? Right? The speaker, our director, had a message about prayer on a CD. So, a couple of the younger missionaries. There's one younger than me. Two younger than me. One of them didn't know what a CD was. 
But I talked about prayer, and the guy asked, what would it take for you to get your prayer time to 30 minutes a day? Would it take a tragedy where all you can do is pray? What about one hour? What about two hours? I think Daniel was already at those half an hour, hour. But too often we think of prayer as that five minute thing before bed, 30 second thing before bread. But Daniel saw it as a way to honor God, to be with God. So they do it. They go to the king and they set up this law to get Daniel in trouble if he prays. And where was he going to be thrown? He prays the lion's den, and Daniel knew. Yet Daniel still stood firm. He already stood out for not looking like the rest, not doing this thing. But he stood firm. He took a stand for his faith. He wasn't concerned about the punishment. Like I said, not the first time he stood for his faith. Not going to be the last time he stands for his faith. So the thing about Daniel, I just thought about why do we do this youth group? Because we want to be willing to be people who live in a strange land, a land that is not our home. Um, did you guys know this world is not your home? If you're a believer in Christ, that's our home. We're already citizens there. We're just here for a little while. We have a job to do. Um, so I actually, as I thought about it, I have a new theme. We're going to do our theme from September through September from now on. And our theme is going to be stand up and step out. Any idea where I might have got that from? Stand up and step out? Because you guys sang it just a little bit ago. But isn't that what we're called to do in our faith, is to stand up and step out? We're supposed to stand up for our faith. We're supposed to know what we believe. Stand up for it. And step out. Tell others about our faith. Tell others about what Jesus has done for us. Step out and serve. Step out and give. Step out in faith. Like I said, we're going to do that through our studies through 1 Corinthians, through Acts, through the other messages. We're going to do one week, one Sunday night a month. We're going to do the What Christians Believe study and look at doctrine. So if we're supposed to stand up for our faith and stand firm, we have to know. We're going to do those different things this year so we can stand up and step out. So my challenge for you guys, stand up and step out for your faith. Daniel, do you know how old he was when he was captured? 30-year-old? 20s, teens, they were teens when they were captured. They were willing to stand up and step out for their faith. Are we willing to do that? Um, school, opportunity to stand up and step out for your faith. Sports teams, opportunity to stand up and step out for your faith. Work, <laughs> great opportunities to stand up and step out. So it's my challenge to you guys and to myself this year that we would be a youth group that would stand up and step out and share our faith with others.